With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. It's Fantasy Football Weekly, a draft edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. We record every week on Friday afternoon, and that means we have a first round to recap. And when I say we, I mean myself and my usual co-host, Brian Johnson. Hello and welcome back. Thank you, Charge. Good to be back. Yeah. Yes, it's fi- it finally happened. The draft started. Very exciting. I know, right? It's it's just, it's such a fun time. And there's so many implications and there's so much to talk about, especially this year, Brian, because this is an offensive heavy first round. And there's so many players that have fantasy relevancy to them. And so really what I want to do for today there's so many players. I want to zip through the first round. We're going to skip the defensive players altogether. Uh, we don't. I don't think we have time to do offensive linemen here. Let's concentrate on our position players. Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and one tight end. The main takeaway from an offensive lineman perspective is Austin Eckler's stock on the rise. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Let's baby. put it that way. I, you know what? I was, I, I was so high in Austin Eckler last year. Obviously a lost season. Uh, most of it was a lost season. I'm going to be right back at the right back again, trying to you know yeah. trying to find ways to get Austin Eckler again. Uh, okay, let's go to let's just start at the top of the draft. We'll go pick by pick. Trevor Lawrence goes to Jacksonville as expected. Your thoughts on Lawrence here, both from a dynasty and redraft standpoint? No surprises. Yeah, no surprises. Uh, Jacksonville took him first overall. Goes into a pretty good spot. Uh, great weapons in DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, Lavishka Chenault, James Robinson, and a brand new toy who yeah. we'll, we'll talk about yeah. in a minute. But I don't know if that, move. if that really is going to 
bode well for Lawrence over a, a stud offensive lineman, which is uh-huh. very much needed in Jacksonville. But uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, we we talked about him when we broke down quarterbacks a few weeks ago. Uh, pretty much a should be viewed as a backup in redraft one quarterback leagues as of right now. He is going off the board in best ball leagues, and I, I went from like uh, April first to now, so okay. more recent drafts. Sure. Uh, QB fifteen, right after Joe Burrow, he's going before Matt Ryan, who. We'll, we'll, We'll discuss him and his his new uh, toy that he's got uh, in his arsenal. But uh, he's right at that, that fringe QB1 level going before uh, guys, like I said, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, right after Joe Burrow. Deshaun Watson is QB13 right now. So, Yeah, well, for understandable reasons, but that's a whole, yeah. that's a whole other conversation. Um, that seems appropriate in, in Dynasty. If you're in a new rookie draft for a Dynasty or an Empire League, Trevor Lawrence for me is not the first quarterback I would take. In well, in Superflex too. Let's let's focus on Superflex. But I'm just talking super- about quarterback. Okay. Among quarterbacks, well, uh-huh. it's not the first quarterback I would take. I think we'll talk we'll about talk about yeah, the first yeah, one in a minute. Yeah, in a second, but yeah, you will see Trevor Lawrence as the first quarterback taken in most drafts. But I won't argue if you take Trey Lance. Yeah. Who's coming up in two two picks? So let's go to Zach Wilson from BYU. Uh, these two picks were pretty well known, and I think to, to the surprise of nobody, um, Zach Wilson has a special NFL caliber arm, and he has just from an arm upside the ability to be a top five passer in the NFL. Now, whether the Jets will get that out of him organizationally, who knows? And I would love it if Zach Wilson had somehow gone one step. One one spot farther, and it ended up on uh, on the 49ers and have all the advantages that come with Kyle Shanahan and the rest of that organization. But what do you think of Zach Wilson as a Jet? Well, I was obviously way too excited to talk about Trey Lance. I wanted to gloss right over <laughs> Zach Wilson. Right, exactly. Um, he's, you know, he, he's getting dragged on social media just for his appearance, basically. He does not look like a pro quarterback. <laughs> he looks like a a pro prom king, basically. Looks like he wins prom king for a living, but they're they're building something in New York. Put it that way, in New mm-hmm. Jersey. He's got some enticing receivers, and Denzel Mims up and coming. Uh, Jameson Crowder's still there. Uh, but when it, com- when it comes to redraft, uh, not draftable, really, at this point. He'll certainly go in the top five quarterbacks in Dynasty, but very much a wait and see for me with <laughs> Wilson. Um yeah, I don't have much more to say about it. Okay, him. let's go. I, to, let's, I'm very worried about. I don't, I, I'm worried for the Jets fans. It's just going to be. Feels like another bust in the making. I don't know. I don't. I, I would have stuck with I think, Darnold. I think. So. I, well, that, that you can make that. You can absolutely make that case, or both. Right? Have Wilson and Darnold, and just let the best man win. But nobody ever does that. Yeah, but the offensive line that Wilson is going to get is ten times better than what Darnold has dealt with. They're building a very nice offensive line in front of Wilson, so that should help him out. That, that should that should help out. Um, at the Jets ended up taking uh, at pick 14, Elijah Vera Tucker, so mm-hmm. uh, guard. So that will that will give Zach Wilson some advantages, and in some ways better receivers than Sam Darnold had as well. Trey Lance goes third, and I'm fascinated by this pick. I don't know that Trey Lance will take a even one snap under center this year. I think he will, but there are many people that think that he shouldn't, that Trey Lance should sit for a year. But in his fantasy upside is bonkers. Yeah. If if Trey Lance fulfills everything he can become, he will be the highest scoring quarterback in fantasy football some years. Because of the rushing, because of the passing, because of the weapons he's got in Kittle and Ayuk and Debo Samuel, and because of Kyle Shanahan. 
you put all that together and it's a perfect storm for Trey Lance to be an, a jaw-dropping fantasy player. And if, in my opinion, in, in, in dynasty leagues, in rookie dynasty drafts, I think Trey Lance is in play for the first pick overall. And yeah. particularly, if you're a super flex, done deal. Yeah, I, I couldn't argue that too much. His upside, if he hits the ceiling, it'll be higher than Trevor Lawrence's ceiling. Lawrence is going to produce right out of the gates, unlike, unlike Trey Lance. So, yep. I, 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 you know, if you're in a super flex dynasty league and you're sort of competing in quarterback needy, Trevor Lawrence might be your pick. But if you're in full-on rebuild mode, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I shoot for the Trey Lance upside and just, just, just sit on that and wait for the breakout. Could be later this season, but likely it next could year. be. Yeah. It could be. Trey Lance uh, is is going to be fantastic, um, and just think the landing spot was great for him. And I'm so happy the 49ers went Trey Lance and didn't go Mac Jones. It was something I'd been lobbying for for a long time because. Trey Lance has so much upside that I don't think Mac Jones has. And the fact that Jones slid to 15 is is evidence that other people felt the same way. So four straight picks, well, as it turned out, actually six straight picks for offense in this draft to open the draft. Kyle Pitts ends up going number four. This was a landing spot that was largely expected. Nobody thought he'd get past five. It was either going to be pick four or pick five for Kyle Pitts. Hall of Fame level mm-hmm. upside at tight end and ready to produce immediately something no tight ends never do this but finds himself in a in a spot where with with defenses having to account for Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley Kyle Pitts uh could find himself being an impact tight end even as a rookie yeah i was a little worried about the landing spot just in terms of target share with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley there yeah. there's not a ton to go around but like you said mm-hmm. defenses need to f- focus on those receivers they got to focus on Pitts too but they're not going to be able to solely focus on just one of these guys right. at this point so this this bodes well for bet bodes best for Matt Ryan even though he looks pretty cooked but yeah Kyle Pitts in redraft he's going as tight end like four right now after the the, the big 3 jeez Kittle, I don't. I don't Waller, know if I would. I wouldn't do that in redraft. To me, Kelsey, that's that's aggressive. And yeah. keep in mind, Hayden Hurst is still there, mm-hmm. and Hayden Hurst is a pretty good tight end who they're paying like you know, he's sitting on like a thirty million dollar contract. Yeah, uh, he'll probably kick Hurst to the curb sooner. I wonder. Later. If they, I wonder, <laughs> if, they, I wonder well, if they don't trade him. But um, and in in dynasty, if you're not taking a quarterback, you can easily argue is. Pitts being taken before any of the wide receivers or running backs. He, he seems like a guy you just lock into your tight end spot for the next ten plus years. That's and, the beauty of it, yeah. right? Um, if you you know, if you're in a tight end mandatory dynasty league, you draft Kyle Pitts. Forget about that spot for a decade. Yep. That's how. That is as much. He's as much of a sure thing as um, as anybody. There hasn't been a tight end taken this high since 1960 in the NFL draft. Wow. 1960. Uh, that's when they were phoning in their their picks on payphones. Messenger right. birds. Pick five was Jamar Chase going to the Cincinnati Bengals. This was also an anticipated move as Chase gets reunited with Joe Burrow. This is a uh, this is a fascinating move. They get they now are three deep at wide receiver, and Joe Burrow's stock to me just went up a full echelon, a full tier just went up, and I, I love the fact that Joe Burrow's going to have Chase to go into the arsenal, and that's going to make uh, it's going to make him fascinating. Now, the downside is for Chase is he's got to share targets with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and that part makes it a little bit trickier, at least early on. Yeah, like you said, uh, reunited with Joe Burrow, who uh, 
in his sophomore year in 2019, uh, Jamar Chase opted out of 2020 for COVID mm-hmm. concerns. Um, he set the SEC record for yardage and touchdowns with Burrow. They are reuniting. This is the first of three reunions between SEC receivers and their quarterbacks yeah, how about on day that? one in the yeah. draft. We'll talk about the other two guys mm-hmm. later. But uh, uh, yeah. One of them coming up right now. Uh, but overall, Chase had a great career outside of opting out uh, last year. Uh, over almost 50% of his career catches at LSU went for 15-plus yards. Like you said, he goes into a, a very crowded receiver room. Uh, Joe Burrow's stock certainly on the rise. He still needs some people to protect him. We don't want his legs bending uh, further any further backwards like they did last year. And uh, But right now, Jamar Chase in best ball going, uh, wide receiver 34, or was going. We'll see how that, that mm-hmm. this landing spot changes. He's going right after Odell Beckham, right in the Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks range. So he's right in that wide receiver two range. I don't know if I'd be taking him over guys like Odell Beckham, Cortland I'm Sutton, not, even Brandon Cooks. Not in redraft. No. Not in redraft. No, I don't, I don't think so. There's, uh, like you said, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd there, so... But in uh, in dynasty, easy, easily yeah, wide receiver one. Love him in dynasty. First wide receiver off the board with a bullet. Next, we move to another reunion of a college quarterback and a receiver. Tua Tungvialoa and Jalen Waddle end up together now in Miami. They com- they combined for 800 yards at Alabama, so obviously some familiarity there, and I think that helps Waddle hit the ground running now. They've already got Will Fuller. They've got Devontae Parker, but Waddle's really best used as a slot receiver, and that's where he's going to be on the field a lot in this offense. Um, and obviously, as a punt returner, incredibly lethal there as well. Um, amazing lateral agility, amazing elusiveness, and so strong for a kid that's only five foot ten, 182 pounds. One of the most explosive athletes in the entire draft at any position. Insane levels of acceleration and burst, both at the line of scrimmage and mid-route. But where Jalen Waddle kills you, and when he gets behind the coverage, over. It's mm-hmm. you're just dead. You will never catch him. He's incredibly fast. And um he averaged 10 yards after the catch. Wow. After for a first down after the catch. So, um, maybe not as polished as some of the other receivers here. Only played 971 snaps in college, but Waddle ends up in a uh, in a position where he can make a fairly fast impact. Although, again, three good receivers for Miami. Yeah, and uh, he's getting drafted uh, as a borderline starter as a wide receiver three. He's wide receiver 50 currently, uh, right in the Mike Williams, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones range. So, uh, a lot of expectations for Jalen Waddle in the – a lot of Philly receivers have not – oh, no, I'm sorry. He's not on Philly. I was jumping the gun to uh, our next guy. <laughs> That's okay. We don't mind a bit. And yeah. speaking of that, let's take this opportunity to take a break. The first six picks were all offense. Then there was a gap of uh, several players before we get to our next fantasy-relevant player, and that is a player for the Eagles and another Alabama receiver. We'll talk about Devonta Smith in moments. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back. Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchin and Brian Johnson with you. NFL Draft was yesterday. If you're listening to this into the weekend, we we record every Fantasy Football Weekly Friday afternoons. So we're reacting to at least first blush look at the landing spots in the first round for the fantasy relevant players. And we're up to the 10th pick of the draft. Devonta Smith from Alabama. Tell listeners a, a little bit about Smith. The Eagles needed to make this move, even though they took wide receiver in the first round last year. Jalen Rager looks like he might be a bust, and Smith brings some really special and very different things to the table. Yeah, Devonta Smith uh, reunited with Jalen Hurts. Even though Hurts played at Oklahoma his senior year, he played yeah. his first three years at Alabama, so these uh, two have history together. And uh, Earlier mentioned how Jamar Chase set the SEC record for yards and touchdowns in 2019. Devontae Smith shattered that record last year, and uh, he just he won the Heisman Trophy as a wide receiver. He was arguably the most electric player in college football. The rub on him is the size. Yep, 166 pounds is that's pretty small. Yeah, and uh, so and there is cause for concern there, but you know, football players that small have survived in the NFL before, so mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt there. But uh, Devontae Smith. Arguably the wide receiver one in Philly now oh, he over is. Jalen Rieger. No, I think they, he is. Yeah. Unless, unless Rieger turns out to be materially different than the guy we saw last year. And um, I'm pulling up his ADP real quick in redraft. Excuse me, there are a lot of Smiths in the NFL. There uh, are a lot of Smiths. He's going wide receiver 44, so earlier than Jalen Waddell. Uh, he's going as wide receiver two among the rookies, right in the, the Michael Pittman, Jarvis Landry, Michael Gallup, Devonta Parker range. That's, you know, that's... Borderline wide receiver, too. People are banking on yeah. uh, Devontae Smith. And this was before our landing spot. And I don't know if this is the ideal landing spot from a redraft perspective. It's it's enticing from a dynasty perspective. But uh, I think he'll struggle to put up wide receiver, two, wide receiver, three numbers in his rookie year. What I like about Smith is he's the best receiver, wide receiver on the team. He's the go-to guy. And, you know, the other receivers that have already gone are walking into situations where already established, successful veterans. Smith doesn't have that. 
other than Zach Ertz, we don't have a lot of uh, there are a lot not necessarily a lot of Eagles no. that you that you feel great catching a pass. And uh, Smith has the opportunity to become the go to wide out for Jalen Hurts. I'm also worried that wide receiver room in Philly is just cursed too. Doesn't matter how good you are, if you end up on the Eagles as wide receiver, you're doomed. Well, they got new coaches now, so you know maybe the curse uh, followed their old coaching staff out the door. Let's go to pick number eleven. Justin Fields goes to Chicago. They make a big move to trade up, and Fields now presumably could be the starter as early as Week One over Andy Dalton. Yeah, great acquisition by the Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fields, uh, like Trey Lance, uh, dual threat quarterback. He ran the fastest uh, forty time by a quarterback on his pro day uh, in in history, faster than Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, and uh, the aforementioned Jalen Hurts. And uh, he also proved he was a very able thrower. Only 8.5% of his passing yards came on run-pass p- option plays. Mm-hmm. And to put that into perspective, Mac Jones, 22.5% of his yards run wow. RPOs. Okay. Uh, Zach Wilson, 12.5%. So, uh, Justin, and Trevor Lawrence, 27% of his yards yeah. on RPOs. So, Justin Fields did most of it throwing the ball downfield. And like you said, the Bears are saying Dalton is the starter, but I think that might just be until they hang until up they feel Fields' comfortable. Well, jersey in the locker. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't know either because I, I really think that Fields would be better suited to um, – it would – would be better suited learning for a while on the bench. But, you know, the NFL doesn't usually work that way. And more often than not, they just throw kids out to the wolves. But not always. And look at Patrick Mahomes, who spent a year on the bench and obviously was great. Aaron Rodgers spent time on the bench, and then he was great. I just, you know, it's it's a luxury to be able to do that, and the Bears may end up taking their time uh, and let Andy Dalton be the starter. It's going to throw a wrench in, in best ball strategies because you don't want to have to draft two Bears quarterbacks and you're – not really sure which one to go with at this point in terms of who's going to get well, the most playing time. It's, it'll, you know, it's, it's fields because of the running, right? And, yeah. you know, I think I, my temptation would be to just take fields and, and wait it out. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not targeting too heavily in, in redraft this year, though, but very, very excited for fields. I would say he's wide receiver three off the board, quarterback three off the board uh, when it comes to dynasty. Agreed. After Lance I, I, completely, I completely agree with that. Uh, then Mac Jones slides all the way to 15, and Bill Belichick, this couldn't have worked out better. And what a great person to have this happen to. Uh, Belichick deserves great things to happen to him. And... Um, <laughs> They've got Cam Newton there, of course, and they re-signed him in the offseason despite the fact that he was benched three or four times in season. Um, This feels like a a very good offensive schematic fit for what Josh McDaniels wants to do. Yeah, uh, Mac Jones didn't really get to play much at Alabama until his senior season, but he looked fantastic in uh, Alabama they pretty much have a system in place there, too, you can say, uh, just like New England. So um, probably the best landing spot for Mac Jones, who, among all the uh, draft-eligible quarterbacks, had the highest passing grade against the Blitz last Mm -hmm. year. Uh, I'm sorry, career grade, and uh, the highest career grade versus Power 5 teams among all uh, draft-eligible quarterbacks. So it's not a ton of tape on Mac Jones, but last year he looked really good and uh, probably in the best position for him to succeed. Yeah, now they still need to add a lot of weapons, and the yeah. reason I think people at at this moment on you know on Friday is well, they're set taping, at tight end. They're set at they're tight set, end. They are set at tight end. That, that is absolutely set. true. Double set. Um, yeah, they would have been set with just John Ujano. That yeah. would have been enough. Uh, and we'll see what other weapons they end up adding around Mac Jones. I, I believe this is a team that's going to come out of the draft with a couple new wide receivers as well, and that would uh, that would certainly help uh, Mac Jones's cause. But right now. Of of the five quarterbacks, 
I think he's of the five quarterbacks taken in the first round. He's my least favorite. I'm with you from a fantasy standpoint. All right, let's go to um, let's go to the next player, fantasy relevant player that was taken, and in a fairly big surprise, yeah. the Giants had picked twenty when Kadarius Tony. Uh, most people had a grade of Kadarius Tony at the very end of the first round or into the second round, and in part because of the style of play that he has, and also just because there's a lot of really good established receivers. Now, for people that aren't maybe as familiar with Kadarius Tony, he is thin, just 177 pounds on a six foot frame. Um, but he's great in traffic, and they love to throw to him near the line of scrimmage. He makes a ton of big plays, great after the catch, and sometimes after the handoff, they 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 do the jet sweep with Kadarius Tony a lot. Super explosive. He breaks far more tackles than a, than a kid who's 177 pounds should, and he reminds me a lot of Curtis Samuel, and I think they're going to use him in a similar way uh, that Curtis Samuel got used for the Giants. What I don't love about Tony is it's it's a crowded offense mm-hmm. with three other starters you know that are that are at wide receiver that he'll have to try to find find playing time against and I don't know how quickly that's going to happen in New York yeah I, I, he'll be safe in the slot though I think Tony will now own the slot I think the Giants are essentially given up on Darius Slayton at this point. And yeah, they'll, they'll have Galladay and they might, Sterling Shepard, Shepard running and then, on the boundaries mm-hmm. but uh, yeah it, it is a, a very crowded uh, receiver room and uh Tony, not a guy I'll be targeting in redraft this year at all. Not in redraft, and I think you may have to uh, you may have to wait a little bit to get the big payoff on on Tony, even in in dynasty and empire leagues. And we can't even tell you who's a quarterback is going to be next year in New yeah. York, and yeah. that's that's a concern as well. And there's no uh, what is he wide receiver? He was the fourth receiver taken, uh, or at least the third. Yeah, fourth receiver taken. Yeah, he's not going to be the fourth receiver taken in any of your <laughs> your no. rookie drafts this year. Nope, he will not be. All right, so the next fantasy-relevant player to go, was pick 24. Najee Harris ends up going to the Steelers. Steelers' running attack was the worst in the NFL last year, and Harris brings a special skill set to the table. Basically, he's good at everything. Yep. Uh, He can run, run through you, run around you, uh, run right by you. He can catch the ball. Uh, Most rushing touchdowns in college football last year, 26 and 13 games. Uh, he was third in target share among all running backs uh, that were eligible for the draft. So mm-hmm. he is a full-on bell cow. Uh, he should get bell cow usage in Pittsburgh. Um, he will for sure. There's nobody else to take a carry from him. But the concern is the line. The line is Pittsburgh. bad. And that's what I would have addressed first if I was Pittsburgh. Sir, per uh, Sports Info Solutions, the Steelers led the league with a 45.6% of their runs were hit at the line of scrimmage. They also led the league with a 24.4% stuffed rate. Ugh. They better get drafted at offensive line. But the volume will be there for Najee Harris. to. Uh, he'll be going at the tail end of the first round, early second round, uh, most redraft leagues. And uh, well, I won't say he's the num- definitely the first running back that should be taken in your, in your rookie drafts. But Well, where, where do you think he is? In the dynasty? Yeah, let's talk Dynasty among, and Empire for Najee Harris. Among running backs? Among running backs, where do you go? Built perfectly for goal line use. He can catch the ball. Well, we're but about to talk about spot, one of the, the other landing ones. landing spot's not perfect. It's not perfect, but the, the volume will be there. He's not mm-hmm. going to where uh, we're going to talk about Travis Etienne in a second. Yes, we are. <laughs> he, 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 didn't, Next. he didn't end up in a situation like that. So I'm still leaning Harris as RB1 for me just because – 
in we're talking Dynasty Empire, of course. He's kind of, he's old, quote unquote old. For he's gonna be like twenty four, turn yeah. twenty four this season. Where guys like Etn just turned twenty two, but uh, he looks like he has all the makings of a, a bell cow. And the Steelers will address their line, maybe not immediately, but. They should immediately. They should. They should immediately. As best they can, but yes. they're not going to get a stud in the first round, obviously. But uh, in my mind, this almost this entire draft for the Steelers should be offense, mm-hmm. offensive line, and quarterback of the future. Yeah. Um, in in my opinion. All right. So that was pick twenty four. The Steelers. Najee Harris. Then pick twenty five, as you already alluded. Travis Etienne goes to Jacksonville. This was a surprise move that, unfortunately. For James Robinson owners who thought they were pretty safe, this muddies the waters there and probably creates a timeshare. Don't forget about the Carlos Hyde owners. Uh, uh, I'm really not they're calling. The they're Carlos calling Hyde James owners. Robinson and Hyde the one-two punch, <laughs> and then Etn is the third down back. So whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, we're not really talking Hyde, but uh, yeah, it's kind of a nightmare situation for both. Um, yeah. Etn will probably beat out Robinson in the long run, but going into this year. Yeah, if you were drafting James Robinson early in best ball mm-hmm. or making big deals for him in dynasty, yeah, you're not feeling too good today, and, and you should not. And uh, we're just gonna have to see how this plays out. But we're looking at a uh, probably fifty fifty timeshare, really at least probably initially sixty forty to start in favor of Robinson. I would think it might be. Um, Etn although might have more re- receptions and rush attempts this this season. Who it's knows? possible. I just don't think Robinson is very special. He made a couple of good plays. He hurdled a dude. I just, I, I just don't think, I don't think that Robinson's a special player. Travis Etienne is a special player, and I think before long, and before the end of the season, Etienne leaves Robinson in his dust. That just reminded me of um, Anchorman for some reason. I mean, uh, you know, Brick, he killed the guy. <laughs> Robinson, he hurdled the dude. <laughs> uh, all right. The the final selection of fantasy-relevant players in the first round of the draft was, I think, an extraordinary value yep. selection for the Ravens with Rashad Bateman, the University of Minnesota receiver. Uh, Bateman averaged 20 yards per catch. Uh, uh, maybe the best route runner in the entire draft and, um, and has the ability to... Win contested catches. He's a uh, he's a ferocious competitor. He's physical. He's uh, uber productive despite an inconsistent offense, which is probably a good sign for him. Very good after the catch. Um, acts like he owns the ball when it's in the air. The only thing that really Bateman doesn't bring to the table is high end speed. And I think a very a, a fair comparable for him is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was I like that was great at, at virtually everything. Didn't have high end speed and ended up slumping to like early second round when the Chargers ended up taking him. Uh, here he goes into a Ravens offense that desperately needs really a number one receiver. They don't have a number one receiver. With all due respect to everybody else that's currently on roster, um, they don't have a number one receiver. And Bateman has a clear path to becoming the go to the go to top receiver there i'm with you and that could come uh, as early as this year as as a golden gopher alumnus i was thinking of the past there's a there's a, a, a connection with the ravens and the the gophers uh ron johnson was a yeah. dominant big 10 yeah. receiver max early williams. 2000s max williams both drafted by baltimore and now mm-hmm. uh, rashad bateman yeah <laughs> didn't work out too well for max, max and, or ron yeah, right. so gonna, hopefully uh it works say, out better maybe, it, maybe they maybe they should learn a little something from that um I think uh, I think they've got a guy who can start immediately and make an impact immediately. 
I think he will be instead of Marquise Brown, who gives you these all or nothing performances, Bateman feels like he's going to be a way safer producer over the course of over the course of his career. What do you think about Bateman in uh, in Dynasty and Redraft? Um, pulling up his ADP in Redraft really quick. He's going wide receiver sixty one. That's uh, Man, we're that's talking low. Denzel Mims, Henry Ruggs, Christian Kirk range. Uh, outside, I, I, I might like Mims a little more than Bateman, but I, I like Bateman more than the Ruggs and Christian Kirks, Nelson Aguilar's, John Browns of the world. That's kind of where he's lumped in right now. So I think he's pretty uh, undervalued there when it comes. To dynasty, I'm not going to take him over Jamar Chase. No, not Devonte Smith probably, but no. you know, it's the third wide receiver off the board. It depends on what I'm looking for on my team, but you know, Bateman seems like he's going to be a very solid PPR producer for for many years to come with a somewhat of a pretty high ceiling. He does, and I I think I, I like the fact that he's settled at the quarterback position with the Ravens, and for you know for. For everything that Lamar Jackson does, you know, good and bad, and, and, the, and the other factor you have to consider is just we know this is always going to be a run-first offense, mm-hmm. and they're they're going to run their quarterbacks, they're going to run their running backs, and that's always going to be one of the issues you have to factor in with Rashad Bateman is no matter how good he is, there's going to be times they only throw the ball 22 times a game, and you know he, there just isn't enough spirals in the air for Bateman to be a fantasy factor. I'll certainly take him over Kadarius Tony in Dynasty, like the Giants yeah, should have done. I think, yeah, like the, Giants, the Giants probably should have done. You know, they may have wanted a true slot receiver, though. They may have felt like they're just so much more settled outside. Well, there's a couple mores out there. There's there's a lot of those weapons. A lot of guys we'll be talking about next week that are going to go. Yeah, and then, and right. that, that will be the focus of next week's Fantasy Football Weekly will be the other notable players. Um, Lots that left. go you know, rounds two and beyond. So this means yeah, still... Several weeks of, of rock-solid draft talk coming to Fantasy Football Weekly. Thank you for joining us for our quick hit uh, reactions to the first round of the NFL draft. Exciting times uh, ahead for fantasy owners, and we're excited to talk to you about everything that happens in rounds two and beyond beginning next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. 
book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.